Internet Explorer is a podcast for adults. If I had to give it a parental advisory rating, I'd give it JS plus six, which stands for if you're not older than six years older than Jaden Smith, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think that's disrespectful to Jaden Smith and that's his. That's right. He's... He's really old for his age. Like, he's wise, you know? He's, he's young in human years, but in celestial universe years, he's actually mm-hmm. quite old. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Internet Explorer, a podcast brought to you by BuzzFeed.com. Yay! I'm BuzzFeed reporter Ryan Broderick. I'm Katie Natopoulos, the senior editor here at BuzzFeed. And Internet Explorer is a podcast where, you know, me and Katie sit around digging through our uh, our backlog of cool internet stuff and we pull some gems out to show you. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about some very exciting things about fast food. And we also have a very special guest. Our beloved colleague, Joe Bernstein, is going to come in and talk to us about a little app called Airpnp. But first, we're going to do my favorite segment, the quiz of the day. We're going to quiz our lovely producer, Julia Furlan, who is uh, a normal person, unlike us. Hi, guys. Hi, Julia. Hi. Julia. Hi. Julia, what's it like outside? Is it is, is it bright? Yeah, it's bright. It's full of human connection and warmth and emotion. Mm, and don't like no it. Thanks. No, bad. <laughs> See you later. Don't care for it. Okay. I'll be here in my posting station. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Julia, your word of the day is beezen. 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 One thing that I've learned from you guys is that there's a 4chan thread called B, which is where all of the weird stuff happens. The weirdest, most disturbing photos you can never unsee, gross stuff. And my guess, you know, judging by what you guys are telling me, is that beezen is... When you go on to B and you really do a good, gross thing. Like you really gross out the beezers. Wrong. We trolled you. (laughs) This one isn't gross at all. This is actually a pretty uh, harmless thing. Oh. Yeah, it was. It's based on a. It's the name of a hoax uh, that got spread that was claiming that teenagers were covering their eyelids in birch bees lip balm. You mean Burt's or Birch? Is it not birch? Wait, you think it's birch bees? <laughs> it's birch bees. Wait, you like birch like a birch like the... box? Oh my god! That's, Ryan, that's beside the point. It's birch, that's like Ernie point. and birch. Fine, fine. It's either way. It's, it's lip birch. balm. Have you never seen? Have you never been to a CBS? A I don't use lip balm. I don't use lip balm. I have really. Well, they make more than just lip balm. <laughs> my lips are fine. <laughs> Anyways, beezen. Yeah, it was a rumor that got spread around where people were putting Burt's bees on their eyelids to get high. I can't get past right now the fact that you thought it was birch bees. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, I don't get out a lot. And <laughs> I don't, I have really uh, smooth, uh, full lips that don't need to be massaged with lip balm. <laughs> but I did try beezing once as a, as a dare. Okay. On a dare okay. When it was going viral. How high did you get? I mean, I'm still kind of not right from it. Oh, that get, makes sense. I get Burt's bees flashbacks. But if you put, because it's kind of mentholated, I can imagine actually if you put like mentholated lotion under your eyes, you would get, it would sting. You would be like, ah. Oh, real you talk. Know? It burnt like a motherfucker. Oh. Like it, it, like it, it just you, hurt. You, you put it on your eyelids and then it gets caught up into like oh. the, behind your eye. It hurts. It sucks. So it's kind of like. Next, I think next episode we should, we should all try it out. That sounds like fun. I think you guys should try it out and I should just watch. <sighs> I don't know. Noob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks guys. Julia, thank you so much. Thank you for coming, Julia. 
Uh, so the thing we're going to talk about is fast food. That's on right. Fast food internet. Because fast food, we love eating it. It makes us feel bad, just like the internet. We love using it. It also makes us feel bad. Um, but I feel like there's a very special relationship between fast food companies and people on the internet. There, there's like this weird cousinship. It's like it's like fast food and the internet kind of do the same thing. They 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 homogenize and they like spread everything. Yeah. You know, it's like this weird mishmash. Yeah. There's a lot of famous instances um, that are very near and dear to my heart of mm-hmm. when the internet decides to basically fuck with their cousin. Right. Just mess with fast food. Well, I feel like there's also this thing of like fast food. Everyone knows that fast food is like kind of bad. It's inherently right? stupid and bad. Yeah. It's sort of, it's always the like, the, the go-to thing if you're trying to think of something that's bad American is like McDonald's, right? Right. And because fast food often appeals to young people, so does the internet, fast food companies are always coming up with like trying to like sort of inventive ways to market themselves that are, is trying to target Very the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been going on forever. And I think it, a lot of that has to do with that, like pulling pranks on fast food companies via the internet is a free thing you can do. Yeah. You know, so um, my, like one of the earliest ones I saw, it actually dates back to 2007. It's called Nun Pizza with Left Beef. <laughs> Way back in the day when Domino's first introduced their pizza tracker. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can order online and like watch the pizza be made and it's like right. starts in the red and then it goes to the green. And You're they like, give you the guy's yeah, name yeah, yeah. and when he'll show up and stuff. So uh, a humor blog called The Sneeze wrote an article about an experiment they tried <laughs> ordering a type of pizza they called Nun Pizza with Left Beef, which was a... Just the dough of the pizza uh-huh. with just beef on the left half of it. So they use the like pizza trackers with the dots, custom yeah. options exactly. to be like, okay, hold the cheese, hold the sauce. Yep. They add basically beef, say, uh, but only on the left side. Yeah, they set it to none everything. And then for beef, they set it to left. Because <laughs> you can do like you want like half pepperoni. Like, exactly. okay. So and and people have tried all kinds of things. They've tried to have like pizzas cut into triangles in the center of the pizza or you know a pentagram or uh you know less appropriate things like swastikas. They just try mm-hmm. to mess with the thing. And none pizza with left beef has gone on to be like the the official symbol of fucking with fast food on the <laughs> internet. Um it pops up whenever a new person comes up with a new way to fuck with fast food uh-huh. um, and it extends to junk food which i think for the sake of this let's just consider yeah. all processed craply marketed you know mass marketed food right fast food and it comes up all the time because these companies for all the crap they get i think they get enough promotion that they think like oh this is going fine we should keep doing this right i mean i just always imagine that it's like the boardroom where they're like, well, our target demographic of males age 17 through 27, it's engagements through the roof. They love Halo and like eating pizza and like smoking weed. I, and people still order none pizza love beef. I found a video from 2014 of a bunch of dudes who who, who ordered it. Yeah, <laughs> let's let, let's let's listen to this because it's great. I was kind of hoping they'd just be rolling around. I guess they kind of do. It doesn't even work. Watch it. so basically in the video they're picking up this like uncooked pizza dough with like beef balls falling off of it and they're just like laughing at the stupid thing they wasted their money on yeah i mean what's funny about this is like they think they're tricking dominoes into (laughs) but dominoes is like 
yeah, whatever. Okay. We made you the custom pizza you asked for. Here you go. It's pretty gross. Enjoy eating it because you paid for it. Yeah, and I, I feel like there's <laughs> also like this Guess weird... Guess who the joke is actually on? You, because you're eating a piece of Domino's <laughs> pizza bread. stupid with, moron. With like, just beef balls on it. Yeah, like, here's your weird no pizza pizza. Yeah. but And I, I feel like there's like this weird relationship, though, because a lot of internet trolls are typically un- underemployed men mm-hmm. who... Probably were pizza delivery guys like, you know, a couple months ago or college students who don't have a job. So, like, it's this weird underclass of white men fucking with other underemployed white men. Yeah. It's just this really bizarre thing. And uh, it happened another big one. Like, my favorite, my, this is my personal favorite one because it's about my favorite beverage. Okay. Mountain Dew. Oh. The best gotta beverage chug of all time. the dude. Gotta do the dew. Uh, so, this was about dubbing the dew. Okay. In 2012, Mountain Dew launched this thing where you could rename flavors of Mountain Dew. Oh, right. Because they, they, they launch like tons of new flavors all the time. They right? love flavors and they love like they, Mountain Dew is probably the best example of like the shittiest marketing that is the most effective. Right. They, they just don't, they're like, it's like if Satan set up a marketing, you know, <laughs> team, it's like, what can we do that's just so evil and hollow and crazy? Well, and what's funny about Mountain Dew is that, I mean, this isn't funny, but they've been, they've been doing their Mountain Dew thing for like a really long time now. This since like, you know, Dan Cortez, like extreme sports in the right. early nineties, they've been like, okay, we're going to be the company that is like, do the do, we're jumping out of a plane because we're for like young men. Right. It's like, you know, are you a skateboarder who loves marijuana and like listening to Mac Miller? Uh, you know, you think Macklemore like made gay marriage legal for the whole country? You should drink Mountain Dew. Like that's their demo. <laughs> They're the Macklemore of sodas. Okay. Yeah. Or like yeah. the Asher Roth. Remember him? Yeah. So they uh, their Dub the Dew contest was discovered by the community at 4chan. And what was the contest? The contest was you just make a new flavor of Mountain Dew and okay. you, you make a name for it. And 4chan, they love rigging any sort of online poll, any sort of user-generated thing, mm-hmm. uh, and just like messing with it. So what they did was they flooded the Dub the Dew contest with everything they could think of. And I'm not going to read you what they did. I'm going to I'm going to play this. This is my favorite video I think I've come across in the last couple months. Okay. And this is a man unable to explain what they've done to this poll. <laughs> Look at the top 10. Number 1, Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> Two gushing granny. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Fapple. It's Fapple. Four gushing gravy. <laughs> I just, the way the way the guy has the giggles is really good. Like it hit him in just the exact right way. I like when he finally hits Fapple. Fapple. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna attempt to read some of these without falling over laughing. So. I think when when <laughs> when Mountain Dew finally decided like we cannot have this going on anymore. I like how you're looking down on this guy initially for not know, being able to get through it, it and then you can't do it either. Okay, okay, so number one was Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> number two was gushing granny. Number three was Fapple. <laughs> number four was diabetes. <laughs> Number eight was Gushing Granny. <laughs> Just one granny. And then finally number nine was Fapolis Apple. <laughs> so they basically just completely trashed the contest. Um, and uh, Mountain Dew had to actually 
you know, release a statement saying that they had lost to the internet. They had just, Mm -hmm. they accepted defeat. And they actually put out the beverage, Hitler did nothing wrong. So I've been, I've been spending all day today in prep for this segment to actually figure out if at one point (laughs) Mountain Dew did produce a soda with the label, Hitler did nothing wrong. Of course he did not. Uh, I, I, from what I can gather is that someone who saw this started making fake labels you could order Mm. to then wrap your Mountain Dew bottles and then tweet Mountain Dew like a bottle that oh you're holding. God. But it's in the Mountain Dew font, so it's like all extreme lettering. And it just <laughs> says, Hitler did nothing wrong. Um, which is like none pizza with left beef. It's also become like now a go-to. So every time a contest like this happens, mm-hmm. the winner of the shittiest user-generated thing then becomes like another in this pantheon of ways you can mess with them. Most recently... Uh, Lay's thought it'd be a great idea to do this on Facebook. So you could download this. You could um, sign up for an app on Facebook, and it was called the Do Us a Flavor contest. Let's listen to the ad here. Lay's Do Us a Flavor is back, and we're looking for the tastiest flavors in America. Korean barbecue. Fried onion pierogies. Turn your favorite flavors from across the country into a chip idea for the chance to win a million bucks. Yeah, so it was like a huge contest. Mm-hmm. A bunch of weird flavors came out of it that they actually did make. But I had been a fan of these messing with user-generated contests for a while, so I wanted to try one. Uh huh. And I made a very big mistake in trying to mess with it. You know, Ryan, I actually remember this. I don't think you realized that the nope. app notified all your friends. I did not. I um. So <laughs> I thought it would be funny to make a Lay's flavor called 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> And you could pick what flavors it would be. So it was like mint chocolate chip and garlic. Uh, and I just wanted to see like if it would let me. Because a lot of times when they do this, you half the joke is seeing what they'll let you write. Yeah. Because they usually have like, you know, swear words. You know, mm-hmm. they don't allow it. So I tried not allow it. Was just, it was an inside job. And then I never thought about it again. And then like a day later, all of my Facebook friends are screaming at me. Because apparently what it did was it took your Facebook friend's... Lay's flavors and put them into the advertisement sidebar. <laughs> yeah. So all of my Facebook friends were being advertised by Lay's, and Lay's was asking them if they would tr- want to try 9 11 was an inside job with a photo of the bag that I made. And I felt really bad, but it also gave me like this profound sense of power. Yeah. And now I get it. I get why people do this. It's totally relatable. I mean, well, I don't know about totally relatable, but yeah, I think that there's something, you know, we inherently kind of want to fuck with brands on the internet all the time like it 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 feels good yes yeah. i don't know why though i remember um talking to someone who is kind of like an internet troll and did a lot of this stuff and i think he described it really well which was that anytime a brand is advertising to you on the internet which is in most cases basically any service you use like Facebook or Twitter or right. anything that you use for free you're going to get the price you pay is being served at and that anytime that these things are showing you their ads they're sapping a little bit of your time a little bit of your mental energy and so you should be allowed to fuck with them oh totally i think that's totally fair yeah and that these other you know that there's this feeling amongst internet troll people who have been on the internet for a long time and have been kind of doing this for a long time that, you know, all of a sudden these companies are like, how about we use social media to do our fun engagement name a brand thing? And these internet people are like, you know, we need to remind you that we've been here longer and we know how things work around here. Yeah, it's like it's like you've come into our home 
you know, that we've set this horrible mm-hmm. nightmare world that we've built over the last decade, and you're trying to turn it into a normal person thing. Right. It's basically like cool guy internet gentrification. Yeah. It's like when they build a Starbucks in your neighborhood, and you go and you throw a brick through the window. Which feels really fucking good. Yeah. I've can... never done it, but I can imagine what that would be like. Right. Right. So this is what I was trying to get to earlier, and I've th- been thinking a lot about this. Social media is to human interaction the way fast food is to food. It, like, makes it one thing mm-hmm. that you're then delivered, and it's always the same. Like, a tweet and a and a tweet are the same interaction. Right. It could be very different flavors, but yeah. it's the same idea. But Facebook, also, like, Facebook, you, know? you get, you know, you order a small fries at McDonald's in Topeka. They're the same as the ones exactly. three towns over. They're the same as the ones you ate eight years ago. You yeah. Know? It's this global homogenization that is really weird, and it's curious that they feed back and seem to almost like be like enemies yeah. but it's almost because the other one doesn't want to admit that what the other one's doing you I know? think of it as like like the internet and fast food is like the mongoose and the snake yes. they are nature's enemies but like if one were to disappear mm-hmm. it would become like way too much like it, it, not even that because they're not even in, in an ecosystem like you don't need fast food to have the internet or vice versa right they're like the two best meanest kids in your class competing for like attention mm-hmm. and they don't want to like shit talk the other one because they know that like in a war they wouldn't win maybe yeah there's more to this but it bothers me all the time I, whenever these things happen because like what's the what's the correlation I don't know yeah I don't know if you have a good story listeners of fucking with a brand on the internet please email it to us at internet explorer at buzzfeed.com and we will totally endorse you and just make you feel really good about the time unless it's like too too much yeah like if you're like one time I literally killed someone in a Taco Bell I mean yeah that's just murder that's not like trolling yeah although I guess like murder is a form of trolling because like you used to be alive you're not anymore (laughs) lol owned (laughs) owned or like you know yeah don't murder anyone in any fast food but if you have a good story please tell us Before we head to our next segment, which is with our lovely guest, Joe Bernstein, who's going to be talking to us about Airbnb, an app that lets you use strangers' bathrooms, we're going to hear from our producer, Julia, who actually went out to ask strangers questions. How much would you charge to let a stranger use your bathroom? I don't think there's enough money to persuade me to let a stranger use my bathroom. <laughs> well, you have to pay me about uh, $200 a night, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It depends what you want it for. Like pee or poop? Oh. Okay, just to pee or poop. <laughs> I don't know. People do a lot of stuff yeah, in bathrooms. $2. Because of the electricity, use the lights. The water's free. And the toilet tissue. You're not going to use a whole bunch, but it, it, round it off. I probably wouldn't charge them, but depending on how they looked, I might judge if I want to let them use my bathroom or not. A thousand, just because I would make it clean. I'm Russian, so I like keeping things nice and organized and stuff. It it depends what they have to do. If they have to, like, do number two, then they're getting charged, like, $20, $50, because that doesn't roll, you know? You have to bring your own tissue. So, like, an extra charge for poop? Oh, definitely, yes, because... They're messing up your plumbing system. You don't know what kind of poop they have to do. You don't know what they ate. Washing their hands, $5. Taking a piss, $10. Taking a dump, 20 Taking a shower, 50 Taking a bath, 100 Yeah. 
I think there'll be surge pricing involved. Come to my bathroom at two in the morning. You best, you best be bringing some bills. So we're really excited. We have uh, BuzzFeed News reporter Joe Bernstein here with us. And Joe is going to tell us about something that he did recently that he wrote an article about. Uh, hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on your cool podcast. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Technically, you're getting paid for this. So That's I mean, true. You're on the clock. This is your job. This is literally what you have so to do. So please be professional. About do I get this. overtime right. for this? No. No. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, I'll give you bitcoins. I'll give you overtime, overtime bitcoins. bitcoins. Okay. Another one? So tell us about this. Tell us what you did. Yeah. So I used this app that's like Airbnb, but for peeing. It's called AirPNP. So like you call up the application and based on where you are, it shows you like nearby toilets that you can use to relieve yourself. How do you procure these? You pay for them? Yeah. So whoever owns or rents the toilet, as the case may be, is able to set a price for the toilet. So uh, I saw prices ranging from free to five dollars to a dollar to five dollars to someone was actually charging a thousand dollars to use their toilet in Williamsburg. Now, did you did you notice <laughs> tiered pricing based on the quality of bathroom? Well, it's very hard to tell because um, the pictures range from sort of very comprehensive to like not comprehensive at all. So you could be walking into the most disgusting bathroom in the universe, or you could be walking into, you know, something that you could eat off of the floor. So, you know, it's just hard to know. I mean, what would you imagine like the uses for this? Like someone's out, like you're running somewhere errands in Midtown, and all of a sudden you got to go and there's nowhere near and you just pick up the app and you're like, oh, phew, some guy's a block away and he'll let me for a dollar use his bathroom or something. Yeah, I think that's definitely the idea. I mean, the way this app started is the creators are from New Orleans which apparently enforces some kind of incredibly punitive um, penalty for peeing in public during Mardi Gras. I know someone who uh, was arrested for a public urination. And did they have to spend the whole weekend like in jail? They definitely spent like a night in jail. So if you're running down Manhattan, uh, you know, in Manhattan, and you need to use an air PMP. Yeah. How do you make contact with this bathroom? So all you do is you literally uh, tap the the little symbol on on the on the map it, it'll look familiar if you ever use google maps or anything like that and it brings up a prompt which shows you details about the bathroom how much it costs and then there's a little button that you can press that just says you know click here to, to use the bathroom uh, and you tried this mm -hmm. you tried this a bunch so tell me about like tell us what that's what's that yeah. like is it I awkward wonder, like who does this like who rents out their bathroom do, do people want to watch you use the bathroom yeah like, this has to be pervert is right? it a pervert thing it's got to be a pervert i think there are people who do want to watch me use the bathroom can you rent yourself out as a human toilet can they rate your ability to use their bathroom? Can they be like, good stream? You know, they really should be able to. I, now, I don't know if anyone was listening to what I was doing in the bathroom. What were you doing in the bathroom? Well, Ryan, I was peeing. Okay, cool. But my editor, who, who I was doing this as part of a story, and my editor wanted me to do sort of like very inappropriate stuff inside the bathroom to weird the people out. <laughs> like what? Well, he wanted me to like groan really loudly, you know, like, <laughs> oh, or like, um, you know, ask for lotion or like emerge really wet, you know, or like wearing a towel. And the thing is, like, once I actually started going into these bathrooms, I felt really grateful to the people who were letting me use the facilities. Even though I was paying them, I felt like there was some trust between us because they had let me into this incredibly like private space. There was like a shared intimacy of you peeing in their pee place. Yeah. And like knowing which corners they don't swiffer. So you did a bunch in one day? 
I did too. So the, the okay. issue with Airbnb is that despite it being, in my estimation, an incredible idea, is that really not many people have adopted it in New York City yet. So there's like 16 in Manhattan, most of which are just public restrooms that are not well known. Um, Hidden bathrooms. Are they like yeah, public, public that, or like at a Starbucks or something? Yeah, or like, you know, in the basement of a Denny's or some shit. It, in this case, um, it was hard to find someone whose bathroom was available. So naturally, not all of the bathrooms are always available. If you're renting out, like if you're renting out your apartment through uh, Airbnb, sometimes you're going to be in your apartment and you can't rent it. If you're renting out your bathroom, you may not be home, whatever. So the first one I found was in Bedford-Stuyvesant, which is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. And I, you know, tapped to, to pee and uh, I got an email response that said, okay, this bathroom in bed is ready for you to use. So I drove over there and uh, I knocked on the door. And what happened? Yeah, do they do they do they recognize you as the peer? Well, I opened the door, or he rather, he opened the door, and I said, um, "I'm Joe Bernstein, and I'm here to use your bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you say. That's what you say at every party, anyways. I mean, you know, that's like your go-to move. Yeah, well, I was actually thinking like the only other context in which I use strangers' bathrooms is at house parties, but I'm always drunk, so I never really like notice what's happening in the bathroom. This bathroom was an interesting combination of like really lovely and really disgusting. So like um, there was a, a candle that had been lit inside the bathroom and I walked inside, I was like, oh, wow, that's really nice. Um, and there were also wet wipes. That I, I didn't partake, but I really appreciated that. I mean, I think- That's classy. That's I think every gesture. civilized bathroom should have wet wipes. Do you think they lit the candle for you? I, I'd have to imagine, yes. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah, I thought it was a nice gesture. And um, so there were these very nice aspects about it, but then it was also like really grimy and uh, it smelled it smelled like cats. So. Um, what like what was this guy like? Um, he was an interesting guy. So after um, I used the bathroom, he invited me in the back of his apartment, which he shared with like three or, or four roommates to talk. And uh, it quickly became clear that he didn't work during the day because um, he just kind of had that like general look of a guy who who isn't used to like getting out of his apartment before, like while the sun is still up. And uh, he started – smoking weed and he said do you want to smoke with me and i thought well you know like i might as well get the full bathroom experience (laughs) (laughs) the full bathroom (laughs) maybe this guy smokes weed after every time he goes to the bathroom i don't know (laughs) so yeah i mean i got stoned with the first guy that i did airbnb with wow i mean if that's not an endorsement for this app i don't know what it is it was like atomic grade weed too i had like three (laughs) puffs and i was like fucking done I mean, that's kind of like a great date, if you think about it. You know, he lit candles for you, let you use the bathroom, and then smoked you up. Yeah, and then he sucked my dick, so it was great. <laughs> that's good. That's so, good, Joe. Joe, yeah. how much did you pay for this experience? $5. That's pretty good, that's right? That's the price of the puffs of weed. Maybe. Not even. No, I mean, I, I think I got a deal. So this guy's a nightlife promoter, or photographer, rather, and uh, he was saying how he and his friends wanted to, like, like pimp out the bathroom and like have it as an after party destination that people had to pay to get into. Just the bathroom, not yeah. his apartment, just the bathroom. Just the bathroom. Okay. And he said it was like cool because I was getting a taste of that before it turned into like the real deal. What if that Whoa. becomes like the coolest place in Brooklyn to go? That, that like, the, one just, dude's this bathroom. This guy's kind of shitty bathroom. You know, then I'll be able to say I went there first. Wow, very cool. So, yeah. what was the second one like? Was it better or worse? Well, the second one was. Um, it took me a while to get there, Ryan, because I... You're incredibly high? Well, I was sort of... Uh, I was a little high, yeah. This is a good question because I feel like a lot of the people that use this app are going to be some kind of intoxicated. Yeah. Did you find it easier or harder to use the next bathroom intoxicated? 
I wouldn't say that I was intoxicated per se. I was in a good mood. And uh, <laughs> so I got to the next place, which was in Woodside, which is a neighborhood in Queens. And it was actually uh, the sort of dispatch office of a car service. So I went inside and I said to the dispatch guy at the front desk, I'm here to use your bathroom. And he said, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So it turned out that his boss, the woman who owns the the car service, is the one who had signed up for the for Airbnb and she hadn't told the guy at the front. That bathroom was nice too. It had this incredible, um, there was a shower in it and it had this shower curtain that was this like Bob Ross painting of wild horses. And so I was like extremely, extremely transfixed by this. And I was thinking about- You're still like, stoned, right? Kind of, yeah. So let's and I, this scene. You're stoned in a bathroom in a car dealership in, in a, Queens. In Queens, yeah. staring at a horse. I mean, the expression is like, you have to piss like a racehorse. So I was like <laughs> kind of thinking about that while I was- like doing my business and it was very satisfying like after i got out is when like the real fun started though so what happened the dispatcher who i went to talk to again i noticed he was eating this plate of chicken and it looked really really good and so i was like <laughs> i was trying to talk i was trying to talk to the owner of the shop while also like staring at the chicken because i was really really hungry because i was still high and um I kept asking these questions like, oh, so why are you on Airbnb? Do you like, you know, like sort of like straight face journalistic questions? And then finally, I was just like, where can I get some of that chicken? <laughs> and so, yeah, the end of my Airbnb experience was, was just me alone in a chicken shop next door, just like gorging myself. I'm curious. Yeah. How old was this woman that signed her car dealership up for Airbnb? Uh, well, so it was a car service. Like, car service. Yeah, oh, yeah, I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. What was she? She was young. She co-owned it with her father who seemed to think it was a well she told me that he thought it was a good idea um she said that she had a small bladder and so she could really sympathize with you know that the predicament now in your piece you you call you call the app profound or the experience of using it profound so what was profound about it we talk about a lot of the applications apps sorry well um <laughs> we talk about a lot of the apps that we use these days as like you know really life-changing like oh like instead of waiting for a minute to get a cab you know now i can you know get it on my phone and get it in 30 seconds it's like really how much has this really like actually changed your life with this airbnb i feel like this is a genuine human need to go to the bathroom sometimes and you don't have a toilet and it like provides an actual human service which is you know i think pretty valuable would you ever list out your own house for airbnb absolutely not yeah right <laughs> like that's the last thing i want is a bunch of strangers parading through and peeing in my bathroom Zero or chance. number two ain't you should do you have to specify if you're gonna go number oh, one good or question. number two yeah no you should definitely be able to charge more for number two i think you should really like uh, well uber does price surging yes so yes. why isn't there poop surging <laughs> well it is called airbnb which i believe means air pee and poo Oh, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. I just thought it was like a play mm -hmm. on the word people. Oh, there's levels to this shit. Oh, I just thought it was like they were trying to rhyme Airbnb. Yeah, I thought uh, that's all it was. No, but see, so you know, it's actually not like surge pricing. I feel like it's more like, you know how an Uber you can get the, the, what, black, car, the black car, like right. a Uber right. fancy. It's like that. Like you have to yeah. slide, toggle the thing like I want to poo or yeah. I want to pee. Yeah, well, so uh, Charlie, who's a coworker of mine, and, and I were speculating about what would have to be in this $1,000 bathroom mm -hmm. that was listed yeah and we we're saying like well you know you'd have to be able to like stay in there for a really long time <laughs> yeah like live there like rent yeah probably and it, and like you know you'd have, probably have to have like one of those guys who like hands you gum when you're done peeing 
and then like there'd probably have to be a bidet. I I would think that the thousand dollar bathroom would be like also some sort of like m- like murder getaway, like a rich people like hostel style thing mm-hmm. where like you could kill someone <laughs> yeah. using yeah. a different bathroom. It's, yeah. it's a bathroom with its own panic room. Yeah, it's like a panic room. Yeah, it's like we've kidnapped like a bunch of like ho- like travelers and you can kill them while you use the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, are there safety precautions for? I mean, because like no. I, I think about embarrassing ways to die all the time, and mm-hmm. I think using a pee-related app yeah. is one of the most embarrassing ways you could uh, die. Honestly, I think this is a case in which, like, if I was a woman, I probably wouldn't have done it. Not not like I'm some like brave dude or anything, but, like, it's a silly thing to do to go into a stranger's apartment. I think it's, the app is a yeah. great idea, but there clearly need to be better, like, safety precautions. Yeah, that's true. Joe, thank you so much for sharing this story thank with us. Thank you, Joe. Um, you are a human, and you use a toilet. You are not a human toilet. You are my friend. You're a pee thank expert, you, and you're good at what you do. And we'd like to invite you to stick around for the next segment if you're interested. This next segment is a segment we call Follow Friday. It's where we give a shout-out to uh, someone weird and great on the internet. And Katie's got a good one this week. I have a good one. And Joe, I know that you love this person. I love him so deeply. This is, uh, I want to give a big follow Friday to my favorite Twitter user, Hermit Thrush. And that's at underscore Hermit underscore Thrush underscore. (laughs) Um, Now, Hermit Thrush is a approximately 28, 29 year old man. He lives somewhere on the northern northeast in america he's on this time he's in this time zone he's in this time zone he describes himself as uh very obese he is a virgin he lives with his parents he doesn't have a job he dropped out of grad school for math um he's he describes himself as a failed (laughs) mathematician in his twitter bio he tweets anonymously he just goes by hermit thrush and he has tweeted, he has several different accounts, hence so many underscores, because he keeps changing his account name. Probably a total of, like, half a million tweets. He's simultaneously one of the biggest trolls I've ever seen, but also one of the, like, most compelling and uh, touching characters on on Twitter that I've ever encountered. Joe, I know you love him. Yeah, so um, maybe the the greatest tribute that you can give Thrush is that listeners of the show will probably know that Katie, uh, you unfollowed all men on Twitter mm-hmm. and you did unfollow Thrush, Yes, but you loved him so much. Mm-hmm. You built a Thrush column just so you could keep seeing Thrushy because you just love the fucker That's so much. Beautiful. Well, That's a true actually, beautiful thing. I've had a special column in TweetDeck just for him for, yeah. for before I even unfollowed men. So oh, I've, right. I've had that for a long time because his tweets are, there's just so many of them. I think partly I had to take him out of my real feed. It's such an insane volume of tweets. Hmm. And it's, you have to like, you can't read each one. You just have to let it wash over you and follow him for years and understand that he is like the most devious troll. His best move that's like, the greatest troll move is to just sort of like correct people on really pedantic things <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as part of a joke. So like... If you were talking about air PNP, he would be like, actually, it doesn't make any sense to say air because there's no air involved. Yeah. So I've got a few of his tweets right here. Um, He's been it appears that he's been live tweeting a reading of a math book for the last six hours. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Uh, so I've got to scroll through this a little bit. So he he does that. He tweets about math a lot and he'll just tweet like equations and stuff. Oh, here's a good tweet from eight hours ago. I get my legs, pussy, asshole and armpits waxed every day. (laughs) 
Uh, then another one is "Staying Alive" is a great song about setting the bar really, really low and then celebrating your accomplishment. <laughs> That's like that, surpri- that's actually a pretty like good tweet. It's yeah. like that's something a normal person would tweet. Actually, right. that's surprising. that's not common for him. Yeah, most of his tweets are incredibly deadpan about his sexual desperation. Yeah, there's I'm a lot of that. I'm trying to find some good sex tweets from him. Um, he does. So the first time I ever came across him was he would do this thing where he would find a really embarrassing phrase that people were all tweeting, mm-hmm. and then he would collect all of them. And then through that, somehow make a statement just by the very fact that mm-hmm. he was collecting it. He still it. does yes. that. Oh, yeah. here's a good one. I'm doing math, but I also want to fuck. But to <laughs> fuck is one word. Yeah. <laughs> um, Please have sex with me. Uh, <laughs> There's, he's horrible. Horrible. Like, he's mean. He's grouchy. But you're just rooting for him. And, and he, all he wants is to one day have sex. And I desperately hope that one day he has sex. So the thing that's so fascinating about him and the thing that I think makes him both so compelling and so horrendous and frightening is that he literally never drops the act. Because it's probably not an act. But there's some tiny percentage to which it, it is a show. Right, right. But he never drops it. Truly, if you're thinking about following Hermit Thrush, I found a tweet that I think sums up the ethos of Hermit Thrush the best, better than we could explain it. <clears throat> my dick got hard because I was touching it with my hand. I felt sexual pleasure when I touched my hardened penis. <laughs> See, that's so beautiful, yeah. right? And, and in and around that is just him talking about math. Yeah. Right. So like, that's it. And there'll be a lot of like, how tiny his dick is and how like the fat conceals his dick i really like the i think those are really funny um katie i know you have an interest in those because of your work on micro penises i don't think he has a micro penis um he's he's talked about his penis before and it's very average normal size i don't think that's correct oh he also he also wrote this which i think is interesting kind of fits into this whole thing is that he says, my subversive tweets critique the patriarchy by pushing masculinity to the extremes of celebrating the physical penis and balls and admiring. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's really, that's, that's, that's a little insight into what he's up to. Anyway, so follow Friday at Hermit Thrush. You are my biggest torturer and my biggest joy, and I love you. Uh, yes, follow Hermit Thrush. He will talk to you about his penis a lot. Thank you, Joe, so much for joining us. Thank Um, you for having me. uh, We hope that you will have many peas to come. Yeah, uh, I want to wish you the best with anything you use your penis to do in the future. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Before we end this week's episode, I just want to uh, talk about a fun fact I learned, which is that Katie cannot pronounce the word with. Yeah, it's true. It's like with, with. Say with it. you can't say with is is it with, with? now I can't do it yeah with? it's really hard to say with 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 if you know how to pronounce this word email us at internet explorer at buzzfeed.com um I don't know how emailing us will help pronounce something but just you know just tell us about it record yourself mm-hmm. saying the word with and uh thanks to Julia Furlon and Jenna Weiss Berman for producing and making this and you, your work is as widthy as my heart. <laughs> the width the of width your work. Of the width of width of my love. I love that's you. That's it. That's it. The 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 width of my uh, love. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. All my beauty supplies. I want to keep that to myself because I know if I go over to my friends, I like use whatever they have. I'm like, oh. You know, they won't mind. I take like a smidge of like what their acne stuff. I'm like, I mean, it works.